Last year in, in uh, Australia, there was a, a physician who gave a, a talk on adrenal fatigue, and it was specifically about a case history of another physician who had become totally incapacitated to the point to where her father had to carry her from the bed to the bathroom, 42-year-old woman, because she couldn't function solely because of adrenal fatigue. She read my book, took the particular uh, products that got her well, and she is now back fully functioning again. But that's how severe it can get. It can be to where they can't even get out of bed. Another woman in New Zealand um, was a newspaper reporter, and she became so exhausted that she couldn't dress herself. As a matter of fact, she said her husband started crying when she called one day and said she dressed herself. Dr. Nick Delgado here. I'm with Dr. James Wilson, and you've been doing some great work. I love your book, Adrenal Stress. Tell me about the book and what brought you to write it. Thank you, Nick. It's a pleasure to be here. And the book is an interesting story because uh, I hadn't really wanted to write the book, but I just found that I needed to. I knew there were so many people suffering from adrenal fatigue. And I coined that term in 1998 to try to represent the kinds of stresses that people were experiencing in our modern society. So the name of the book is Adrenal Fatigue, the 21st Century Stress Syndrome. Yeah. And that aptly describes what I was experiencing with all my patients. So I don't say all, 80% of my patients probably were suffering from this stress syndrome. And I couldn't find other doctors that were treating it. So I knew when I wrote this book, I was writing it, as one person said, the, gorilla the Urban Gorilla Survival Manual for Adrenal Fatigue. So it was to help people help themselves get over this adrenal fatigue. And what is adrenal fatigue? There are two little glands that sit over your kidneys called the adrenal gland, about the size of a walnut, small walnut, weighs five to eight grams, and they secrete over 50 hormones. 50 hormones necessary for life and if you cut off the adrenals you die but not only that they're called the glands of stress by Dr. Hans Selye and these adrenal glands help protect your body from stress and they help your body respond to stress so when the person is constantly hammering their adrenals with stress 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 maybe not even stresses they're aware of for example you don't think of your mortgage as being a stress or missing meals or missing sleep as being stress but it is and then anything going on inside your body that's not balanced is a stress thinking about your children in a worrisome way about your job other things like this you may not be aware of most of the stresses actually as a matter of fact in a hospital study of pediatric ER docs they found that the doctors were not aware of their stresses, but when they took the cortisol levels, which is one of the hormones secreted by the adrenal glands, their cortisol levels were three times normal as they were treating these pediatric children in the ER, but the doctors themselves were not aware of it. Now that's a well-functioning adrenal, because as the stress rises, the adrenal hormones rise to protect. Mm -hmm. But when they start to be overwhelmed, when life becomes too much, then they can't secrete the amount of hormones they need. And suddenly then that person started feeling tired in the morning, difficulty getting up even though they've had eight hours of sleep, then uh, needing two, three, four cups of coffee to get going, maybe more during the day to stay going, uh, maybe a mid-morning low around 10 o'clock where they've got to recaffeinate and hit a chocolate donut or something. And then in the mid-afternoon, they'll have another low. And that may last from... 10, 15 minutes, it lasts an hour and a half. It may be as light as 
geez, just not wanting to do very much, to having to lay down. But then after six o'clock, it's like this magic button goes on. And all of a sudden, these people feel more lively and more awake, maybe better than they felt during the rest of the day. Around 9.30, 10, they get this little draggy feeling, but a lot of these are type A people, right? So they're not going to get down to 9.30, not them. And if they push till 11 o'clock, then they get a second wind, and all of a sudden this book needs to be read, and this project needs to be done, the kitchen needs to be cleaned, whatever. Right. And that goes until 1 or 2 or so. And then they kind of slow down, and they go to sleep. And if they're astute, they'll notice that if they can sleep in the next morning, about an hour and a half to two hours after they'd usually get up, they feel so much more refreshed than they did having to get up at the time they usually did. Mm. Now, about 80% of people coming to doctors complain stress is one of their major signs and symptoms. But this is the only stress symptom that I've seen involving, it involves adrenals, where you have this particular energy pattern that goes on during the day with the particular highs and the lows and the particular signs and symptoms that it has. Edwin Lee, uh, endocrinologist, stated that most endocrinologists ignore adrenal fatigue or adrenal burnout, and yet he himself acknowledged after he experienced it himself that it does exist, and he went about similar lifestyle interventions to repair his own body, and now he helps his patients, and he's speaking about it later today. So it's interesting to me that, uh, unfortunately, traditional medicine has gone too far in ignoring mainly I think you stated it well at one point last night. You said, you know, they're dealing with thyroid storm, with diabetic conditions, people life and death. And to them, adrenal fatigue, oh, go home. You're not important to me. You're not life and death. Yeah. But adrenal stress, adrenal fatigue is real. And that person who has to lay down in the afternoon or they can't quite get up in the morning, that's real. They're losing productive time, quality of life. Oh, absolutely. And worse, they may develop into some more severe symptoms and problems. So, Absolutely. Last year in, in uh, Australia, there was a, a physician who gave a, a talk on adrenal fatigue, and it was specifically about a case history of another physician who had become totally incapacitated to the point to where her father had to carry her from the bed to the bathroom, 42-year-old woman because she couldn't function solely because of adrenal fatigue. She read my book, took the uh, particular products that got her well, and she is now back fully functioning again. But that's how severe it can get. It can be to where they can't even get out of bed. Another woman in New Zealand uh, was a newspaper reporter, and she became so exhausted that she couldn't dress herself. As a matter of fact, she said her husband started crying when she called one day and said she dressed herself. She did the proper uh, dietary supplements, uh, read my book and followed what was in it. Two years later, she climbed Machu Picchu. So we can get a lot of fatigue that becomes so extreme, it causes them to lose their job, not be able to function, and many in between. So it can be all the way from just feeling kind of draggy to totally interfering with their life and making it impossible for them to carry on. Well, Dr. Wilson, I first heard you speak at the uh, Cancer Control Society. That was a long time ago, wasn't it? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And, you know, I was so intrigued. I introduced you to the A4M, and I wanted them to get the message. And I know you've had a great career now training Mm -hmm. other doctors about your work and how they can help their patients. So now, finally, it's becoming recognized as not only something that can be reversed, but something that has to be dealt with. And it could start in a young person. It doesn't necessarily have to happen in someone who's in their 
their 30s, 40s, or 50s. I mean, some of the kids these days are under constant stress, too, aren't they? Oh, absolutely, even children. Yeah, junk food, uh, Mm -hmm. poor sleep habits, uh, behavioral disorders. Mm -hmm. These things are compounded. Uh, So cortisol itself is not the bad guy. It shows up when stress is present. And so people would think they had to suppress cortisol levels. And yet, if your body gets to the point where it burns out, as you've described, then you can't produce enough cortisol, the front line of defense. And then what happens? You depend on adrenaline and some of these other 50 hormones? What's going on? Well, what happens is, is that, first of all, cortisol is your friend as long as it doesn't get too high. Okay. If it gets too high, whether it's by exogenous, in other words, doctor prescribes steroids, or from your own body production, then it can become detrimental when it's too high. But in this between range, cortisol and other hormones of the adrenals are very important to help you stay balanced, keep your blood sugar normal. Most people, doctor, don't realize how important the adrenals are, and cortisol especially, to blood sugar. So without cortisol, you can't maintain good blood sugar. It's the key, the key to normal blood sugar. And it does this by a process called gluconeogenesis, and that means manufacturing new, new glucose, blood glucose, from scratch. So it takes fatty acids and peptides, and then the liver converts this into two forms. The inactive form, which is glycogen, which is two cor- uh, glucose molecules stuck on the end of each other, and then the active glucose. And as someone becomes more active and under more stress, they need more blood glucose because that needs to go into the cells to make what we call ATP, which is the energy of the cell, in order to have that person make all the different things inside the cell to keep them normal and and able to handle the stress. So when cortisol drops, blood sugar drops, the stress increases in the cell, and the person becomes hypoglycemic, so concentration is more difficult, focus is more difficult, attention span is more difficult, fast decisions are more difficult, other things that we find with blood sugar, plus what's going on with low cortisol levels inside the cell too. So the person becomes impaired as they become more and more stressful if the cortisol and other adrenal hormones can't rise to the occasion. So in an elegant manner, your adrenals release the appropriate amount of cortisol, and it helps the free fatty acids, the amino acids, and the glucose to generate and convert into energy, ultimately. So that sustains that person in a feeling of energy and well-being, so they don't have to resort to the stimulant, the coffee, the harsh uh, chemical, right? Got it, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. As the stress rises, so do the adrenal hormones, so the person still feels balanced. I'm okay, I can handle that. But when cortisol and the other adrenal hormones can't rise to the occasion, then the person says, oh man, not again. Oh geez, I don't think I can do, I can't think as fast, I can't move as fast, I can't do things as well. The other extreme is possibly, and I've theorized this in talking with Dr. Susie Shooter as well, that uh, some of our celebrities, actors, uh, these individuals get to the pinnacle of their career. They're under massive amounts of stress. They take in coffee, Coca-Cola, different things to just push their way through to get Uh their performances. Uh And yet, at some point, they hit that burnout, and then they get depressed. Their hormones are declining. Their cortisol levels maybe don't. Initially, they're high, then they drop. And so these people are struggling, and then oftentimes they get drug dependent, uh, either prescribed uh, or uh, addictions to, say, alcohol and other pretty harsh chemicals. So when that happens, some of these celebrities have passed on. uh, They're no longer with us. And it's tragic, and it probably originated from the whole thing of adrenal fatigue. Uh, So many times. 
I wish when I saw, for example, Robin Williams' yes. case and, and many of the rock stars and, and Whitney other people. Houston. Oh, yes, exactly. That's Elvis Presley was addicted to food. Yeah, you and, know, and, and drugs, alcohol. And, and drugs. Yeah. And, 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 and so we have so many of these people. Success is hard to take. Yeah. You know, I had a friend of mine who was uh, in a, she was a 14 year old girl who was going to be in a, a movie. And six months before the movie came out, uh, her, uh, her mother's uh, uh, boyfriend said, called me and said, I says, how's it going? He says, it's awful. I had a reporter hanging out in, in my evergreen tree, at, and I left at 3 o'clock in the morning, and here's some reporter waiting to get a picture of me or anybody coming in out of the house. It's horrible, the stresses these people are under. Yeah. You know, tabloids showing things that never happened, and, right. and plus the rigor of their work. Sure. Uh, many two or, two or three movies going at the same time or other things. Very, very difficult right. to handle. And a lot of these people can't handle those stresses. And sometimes it's inhuman. It's impossible to manage. But you're right. They usually reach a point to where they can't handle it anymore. And unfortunately, some of those people go into severe crashes. And I only wished we had another, another thousand doctors that could be there with a safety net. And they could, first of all, have them take the right supplements and have the right style, lifestyle and exercise programs, food, that they wouldn't get into that serious state. And then if they did, we've got a safety net to catch them and say, hey, here, it's not over. We can, we can help you and we can bring you back and we can get you back to normal and possibly even functioning better than you were before. Yeah, I mean, I look at the tragic case of Michael Jackson and him being in a place where his promoters wanted him to do a 10 and then a 25 uh, city tour. And, and instead of, you know, a doctor addressing his what appeared to be physically, you look at him, he had that hypercortisolemia look and he did depend on uh, the Coca-Cola type drinks, you know, the caffeine beverages and then he couldn't get to sleep at night why because he took so much caffeine in that by nighttime when he should have been closing his eyes and getting a little rest and maybe before his performance taking a nap he he, he pushed and pushed and then uh, the sedative took his life yeah he died in the middle of the night because they had to give him so much sedative he couldn't sleep and he begged his doctor please help me sleep so doctor do you see people who have adrenal disorders that affect their, their quality of sleep and their All ability the to rejuvenate as a matter of fact when people are having difficulty sleeping one of the things i recommend is for them to take a sal salivary hormone test they can have a little it's a little vial they can keep on their bedside and when they wake up at night they can simply spit in the vial put it back go to sleep because it's stable for about two weeks at room temperature and then we can see is there insomnia being caused partially or totally by cortisol wow. and then if we can i'd also have them take a little finger prick of a blood sugar to see what their blood sugar is at that at that time when they wake up at night or if they can't get to sleep at night because cortisol and blood sugar are really important for example if the cortisol is too high it'll suppress serotonin which is an important uh, hormone for the body to help sleep and if it's too low then their blood sugar is too low and they get this tossing turning especially people that wake up around two o'clock in the morning because they don't have what we call the four-hour glycogen reserve mm -hmm. to keep them through the night so and the reason they don't have the four-hour glycogen reserve is because they don't have enough cortisol when they go into sleep and so it's a very important thing it's not the only thing of course mm -hmm. that keeps people awake but you're talking about the caffeine effect mm -hmm. most people caffeine affects their cortisol not everybody but most people they do and wow. so they get this ramp, and it's hard to settle down. 
So tell me about some of the rejuvenating herbs. And at first I questioned, I said, can you actually repair adrenal dysfunction and uh, get to the place where you don't need hydrocortisone or prescription item? Mm. And I've seen it. I've actually seen it when, you know, reviewing the literature, ashwagandha, uh, dimethylglycine, trimethylglycine, methyl donors, uh, certain herbs, and uh, adrenal cortex. And you, you wrote about certain things in, in kelp. And tell me about some of your favorite nutrients, the ways to repair uh, the adrenals, to really get a person non-dependent on chemicals and drugs and get onto lifestyle and good quality life. Well, you know, I've, I've been dealing with this for four decades now. I know. And so when my big breakthrough started happening mm-hmm. is when I started using glandular extracts. Yes. Because they have the building blocks. See, when you've got a damaged cell, yeah. you need to repair it. And so there's been a mystique about you can't absorb any more than a single molecule across your uh, across your intestinal tract. Mm-hmm. Not true. Starting in the 1980s or so, we showed that people could absorb up to 10,000 Daltons. Of, so that's that's quite a few amino acids across the intestinal tract intact. So they can go to those places that are damaged, like the adrenals, and then there's uh, and and act as substitutes in, so that the body will substitute in that peptide for a damaged peptide. It has this incredible wisdom. And we know this happened because in, in the 80s, there were a number of uh, st- uh, Austrian studies that showed if we had, if they fed an animal heart, for example, th- and they radio-labeled that heart with a radioactive uh, uh, agent, Tracer. Yeah, then about 80% of that ended up at the heart. If we went wow. to the uh, if a spleen, the same thing. Any organ they Thymus. fed, yeah, any organ they fed to the animal, about eighty percent of it would end up within two hours at that location. Wow. So we know it goes to that location. And then we also have studies show the much more rapid repair rate of intentionally damaged animals when they were fed glandular extracts. And of course, I've got my own clinical experience that showed time after time after time when I added that glandular extract, and I decided the best one was to have the ones of the H. Axis, which is hypothalamus, pituitary, adrenal, and then gonadal for the pH balance. And so those four, and I, I chose to have them hormone-free because I'm after the building blocks to do that repair. Hmm. It was much faster than I would normally, and sometimes it made possible, was, wasn't possible, just using herbs and nutrients or lifestyle or dietary changes. Yeah. So there's a good amount of science um, back to the Greek times of, of using glandulars and uh, so forth. The thyroid, I mean, we know T3, T4, armor. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a classic way to reverse the, the symptoms. So, you know, that being said, um, Dr. Wilson, what is your website? What, what is it that you want people to, to get to be aware of? Your book's still a classic. So, again, um, tell them how they can get in touch with you. Well, the website is adrenalfatigue.org, A-D-R-E-N-A-L. F-A-T-I-G-U-E dot org. And you can also go to drwilsons.com. And in the, on the adrenalfatigue.org, it has a lot of things about how to help yourself with adrenal fatigue. It has a self-grading questionnaire, the same in the book, that you can use, and it'll automatically grade it for you so you'll know whether you're mild, moderate, or severe with adrenal fatigue. And so I want to know about that. I want them to know about that website because it's quite helpful. But I think the key message is that first of all, adrenal fatigue is real. Second of all, that you can get over it no matter how bad you feel. In most cases, recovery is not only possible, it's probable. And in some cases, people can actually, with proper therapy, get to a higher level of functioning than they were before. 
So in other words, a lot of people are functioning with semi-compromised uh, adrenals for many years before they realize something's really wrong. Mm -hmm. And once they do the right kind of therapies, they can actually get to a, a place of health that they hadn't experienced in life before. And I'll give you one example. I had a 78-year-old woman that consulted me. She said she'd had adrenal fatigue all of her life as far as she knew. Her earliest memories was at 12 years of age, and she felt exactly like she had now. We did a very simple adrenal fatigue protocol where she took uh, the herbs and the nutrients described on the adrenal fatigue website called the Adrenal Quartet. She read my book and followed those, those, uh, uh, those, uh, those indications in the book, you know, doing what the book says. And then, wouldn't you know, she had no improvement for three months. She's the longest I ever had improvement. But then at three months, she said, I think I'm feeling better. At six months, she was writing her friends and saying, listen, I'm not that B word. Hi, Dr. Nick Delgado here. Please give us a review on iTunes and we'll be happy out of the group of reviews to choose a lucky winner of one of our award-winning products. It could be EstroBlock, Adrenal DMG, Stem Cell Strong, or even Power and Speed. We'll ship you a bottle at no cost. You'll enjoy it just from basically giving us a review on iTunes. Also, visit DelgadoProtocol.com. That's DelgadoProtocol.com and take our free hormonal quiz. Looking forward to assisting you to be your absolute best.